Blog Talk Radio. Welcome in to Loretta McNary Live Radio Show. It is Tuesday, no Wednesday. I'm normally on on Tuesday, but we added a Wednesday show um, this week and next week, and probably will continue to do the two day a week now because of all you great listeners and the fabulous guests that we have on Loretta McNary Live. So welcome in to Loretta McNary Live. So excited, super excited. We have an amazing guest for you today. Rashawn Shaw didn't earn the nickname the Warrior Coast by accident. As a two-time breast cancer survivor with a three-month prognosis, Rashawn summoned her inner warrior to conquer the impossible, defy the odds, and beat her illness. Now she uses her leadership skills to bring a no-nonsense approach to motivate others to reach their personal potential. She has spoken all over the world on a variety of stages, uplifting, motivating, and transforming lives from India to Germany to Switzerland to London to Australia. She has spoken with Tony Robbins, Les Browns, and many others throughout the past few years. She was featured in the TV docuseries Love in the City on the OWN Network, and she is the author of uh, You Are a Warrior, 365 Ways to Challenge You to Be to a better life. She um, is a dynamic force to be reckoned with, and she will be calling in soon. So I just wanted to get that introduction out of the way so when she does call in, we can go right into our conversation. I've watched some of her YouTube videos. I've watched a few of her other show interviews, and she is very dynamic. She's very upbeat, high energy. She is so serious about, you know, making sure people know that they are a warrior, Excuse me, I'm getting over bronchitis, so if I cough, please, please, please excuse me. I do not want to be rude, but um, sometimes I just cannot, you know, hold it back. I'm doing these cough drop things, too. But anyway, uh, we're going to have a great show when she calls in, so I just want to thank you all so much for listening and tuning in. And I guess since I have time, I can go ahead and tell you about my awesome sponsors. Yeah. (laughs) So we've been sponsored by... um, a tour possibilities for a mighty, mighty long time, and so they are still one of our sponsors, as is the Mid-South Camara Club. They drive nice cars, but they are driven by purpose and passion to help improve the communities in which they all reside. So we're super excited to have them on, and we also have another super awesome sponsor that we are just bringing on this month, and We've been so, just so happy that they have joined us. So we're going to tell you about them, and that sponsor is um, Rising Sun Outreach Ministries out in Whitehaven. I'm 
Ministries, visit Rising Sun Outreach Ministries, located at 5255 Tulane Road in Whitehaven, the happy church where everybody is somebody. Join us for Sunday morning worship at 11 a.m. Come hear a powerful, easy-to-understand message by Pastor Aaron Campbell, Jr. Come as you are and be blessed. For more information, please visit our Facebook page at Rising Sun Outreach Ministries. You won't be disappointed. All right. You won't be disappointed. Check them out and go visit the church. It is a really, 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 really fabulous place to go and just be you and get the word just spoken so wonderfully well and just um, dissect it so that you understand. also want to give it up for a tour of possibilities. Yes, you. When, if ever, have you taken a tour of Memphis? Yes, Memphis, that's right. Perhaps you've lived here all your life, or maybe you're a transplant and haven't had a chance to really see the city that you now call home. Either way, I'd like to invite you to do just that. Come and embark on a journey to remember. It's a tour of possibilities, an African-American history tour of Memphis. We offer regularly scheduled tours, and we can be flexible and customize a tour for you. The possibilities are endless. For reservations and more information, please visit our website at atopmemphis.com or call 901-326-3736. Hi, someone called Loretta McNary. All right, like I said, she will. Michelle will be calling in in just a moment. I'm telling you, she's going to come in here and just rip through here like crazy, leaving so much knowledge and inspiration and motivation and share her journey as faith. She is extraordinary. I promise you, you, you will say she was definitely worth the wait, and she will not disappoint. So, everyone, I want to welcome to Loretta McNary Live, Rashawn Shaw. Hey, lady. Hello, how are you? I'm awesome and amazing. I was just getting there, telling everybody, you're going to come in here like a wild wind and just get us all inspired and motivated and share your story and get us all yes, ready to I make will. a huge difference in our own lives. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so let's start with, um, I guess it's been how long now since your first diagnosis with breast cancer and you said you were just, you know, you were in your 30s. That's way too young. It's way too young. I was 33 years old. I mean, it really rocked my world, right? At 33, you're not thinking about you're getting breast cancer and stage four breast cancer. You're thinking about living and living life and doing things. Not about that. So it really hit me to my core. And I always say that my cancer was a gift because it woke me up. It truly woke me mm-hmm. up. Woke me up to life. It woke me up to living. 
You know what I mean? Wow, I that, that is so awesome. And most people that I hear, I've heard a lot of survivors say that. I have a good friend who's a survivor as well of breast cancer, and she said God gave her her life. God gave her her life back because she wasn't living her life like she should have been until after this diagnosis. And then there were people and places that she never would have experienced had it not been for it. So you're echoing what we've heard other people say. And that's amazing for somebody like me. I'm like, how can you say that? Yeah. Well, because you know what it is? It's that, you know what, as people, we live the rut race, right? Just keep on. Mm-hmm. We operate on the same level, doing the same thing, never changing, never growing, because we're comfortable. We as people, we get comfortable. So breast cancer takes you, and it makes you uncomfortable. It puts you in a situation where you have to fight. You have to change. You have to do things. You have to be different. But it seems like, you so know, doing my research, you have always been a go-getter, though. What? I can't imagine you doing more, being more than you currently are, but you you are, but you say breast cancer really just put you on a, a whole new path. But at 30, you were already doing amazing things. You had, you were owning your own restaurant, you were traveling, yeah. you were doing your thing. So you're just one of those people, you're built like that. So I guess what I'm saying is, what was the shift when you when you got your diagnosis? Why did you go? Is it in your family? Were you having some problems? So good point. So breast cancer is in my family. Um, my mother got mm-hmm. diagnosed. It's weird. And my father got diagnosed with prostate cancer. So they're both sort of uh, estrogen and, um, it, you know, testosterone uh, cancer. But, you know, it's so funny. I don't have the BRCA gene, so I don't have the gene where it comes family-related. But I always tell people that, you know what, it's still, there's so many genes out there that we haven't researched and we don't know, and you have Mm -hmm. to wake up. Mm -hmm. You have to be ready for this. And that's why I tell people, check your boobies, get yourself checked out. And I'm telling you, that's why I started this podcast, to wake people up about their lives. Stop playing small and wake up. Oh, I love that. Stop playing small. And how do we wake people up? Because... You know, we, and you probably do this too, we have a lot of people that call us and, and ask us that question, well, Loretta, what drives you, Brashawn? How do you go through, you know, when things, are, you know, you get these hiccups and you're weaveling, you're bobbling, and things are happening. How do you maintain that certain air of I'm just so driven and so passionate, I'm not going to let anything stop me to somebody to get them to, as you say, awaken? And they haven't had this kind of um, diagnosis that you have, which really puts a lot of things in perspective. Right. You know what it is? What is it you want? So the need has to be larger because if you want to play complacent, it, so I just believe that we, we weren't put on this earth to be mediocre, just to survive, just to say, I'm just doing nothing. We were put on this earth with purpose. So you have to find your purpose. What makes your heart sing? What makes you smile? What makes you feel good about yourself? That's what you need to look for things that make your heart sing, things that make you want to do more. And stop playing small. Those are the things that will make you smile. And those are the things that you're – see, most people are not in their their purpose. They're not walking in their pathway. They're just being, but they're not living their purpose. When they find out what they really love, like go back to when you were a kid, what did you love to do? And people always say, oh, my God. I love to draw, or I love to sing, or I love. So you have to live in your purpose. 
because if because you're it if you are it keeps you're, you going. Mm-hmm. It keeps you going. You're just okay. existing. Wow. So is, has your purpose changed for you after your diagnosis? Because, like I said, you were such a go-getter and very driven prior to that. So w- what has changed for you? Because I know for for a lot of people, like you said, playing small or simply, you know, just surviving that they can see the path where everything just took off and ran. But for you, because you were already running, did you rediscover something about yourself? That you didn't yeah. know already? Yes. What yes. was that? I rediscovered that that I wanted to serve people. I wanted to help people. That became really a passion of mine, giving back and helping. It became a huge passion of mine, right? Because at first it was just about me, but I realized that it was more than me. I had so much to give. I had so much to do that I wanted to serve and give to others. I love helping others. That became a huge passion of mine. Oh, wow. Okay, so when did you decide to become a motivational speaker? Was that before your TV opportunities, which I want us to talk about that too? Because while we will paint a very glamorous lifestyle for you because you've done so many things on a high level, I still want us to to be relatable to people because they say, well, look at Bershawn, look at Loretta, they're doing da 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 But I try to tell people, I cry a million tears at night sometimes, even – in the midst of pursuing passion and purpose. So how do you, again, get people to see that you're, you're pretty much like them. You're just a go-getter. Oh, let me tell you, I crawl all the time. I get it wrong all the time. I fail all the time. <laughs> so I am just like you, me, every woman out there listening. We are mm-hmm. all human, right? You know what? I failed so many mm-hmm. times. It's not funny. But I always say you can fail. Just get your butt back up. It's okay if you fail. We're human. Get back up. That's what I want you to get back up, period, right? So that's a warrior. You know, I'm the warrior coach. I've, I've, I've coached CEOs all around the world, managers, leaders. But you know one thing? Get back up. Don't be defeated. I would say take small steps to big steps, micro steps to macro steps. Micro steps to micro. Awesome. That's good stuff. So mm-hmm. buckle up with Brashawn, <laughs> Mr. Podcast. And I, and mm-hmm. I was telling people, you actually do need to buckle up. So that was so apropos to name your podcast that because you do come in here like a win. It's just, y'all need to get up. You need to do this. You need to do this. So what do people say? Do you run into resistance with the people who are maybe a little more um, introverted? Well, yeah, you know what, because everyone always says my, my energy is infectious, so when they hear me, they're motivated. They want to do something. They want to do more, and I always <laughs> tell people, so, it, right, it, it, it's Buckle Up with Vershawn, my podcast, is about sharing my wins and my and the, the successes and failures of women in, in, in technology, fashion, entertainment. It's about sharing the real stories, not the, the, story, the story behind the story. People always think, oh, okay, everyone made it. They don't have a care in the world. They don't have any issues. We all have issues. We all have stuff that has taken us down. We all have things that have been a barrier and a roadblock to us. So that's what I teach about. Stop thinking it's easy. It's not easy. Your life is hard. Our life is hard. Everyone, you just have to keep going. 
always have to sing that all the time because people really do get stuck on that, that they think they have to be um, already feeling magnificent, already feeling brilliant or accomplish something just so spectacular that everybody knows their name. But all you really have to do is get started. And once you get started, pathways and things will start happening. Like they said, Providence will open doors for you that wouldn't have opened um, at any other time um, until you decided you were going to start. So getting back to your TV, um, when you were on the own network with Love in the City, how did that happen? Was that an audition? Was it somebody see one of your fabulous videos and said, we need to get her? Or how did that work for you? Oh, so good point. So um, I was speaking a lot. And um, Kaya, so it was about four women on the rise in New York City. And a producer knew we were doing great things, like, and we had big personalities. I was a motivational speaker business coach. Ty was the celebrity hairstylist. Chanel was the photographer. And Tiffany was um, the person who worked in the fashion business. So we all came together. I started speaking, and the producer basically knew Kaya, knew me, knew Shanoa, and Tiffany and said, we will make a great team. And we really did because we really were friends for like 25 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, we really So where are you all with that docuseries? Was it just a docuseries? And they followed you all around because I have yet to see it. But I want to see it because I love strong women, and I love women who, especially that show us as friends and not, you know, fighting and catty, you know, about each other. So I really do want to see that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I I hear it's playing on own now. I hear it's it's actually playing Mm -hmm. now. Yeah, because it's real stories about real women, not like – Set up, fighting, set for failure. You know what I mean? No, she didn't want that. Yeah. It's about really, really, really women supporting each other. And and in in, in in that you have drama. You have drama yeah, when you support others. We're in the real world, so of course. Right. But it doesn't it impact your friendship and that's what I think people need to see more of and to um be able to relate to that. Just because you get upset with someone doesn't mean you got to break up your friendship unless there's a huge betrayal. But even that, I think, with faith and time and forgiveness and prayer, you can kind of, you know, at least not wish them any harm. But it's okay to have a disagreement, even as friends. Exactly. Exactly. It's okay to have a disagreement. So what's next? That's exactly. Yeah. What's next for me? I know – yeah, what's next for you? And I also want to talk about you. You were two weeks away from getting married when you got your second diagnosis with a three-month prognosis uh, for, you know, the breast cancer again. So tell me about that moment in time. You were planning a wedding, and you get that three-month prognosis. Yeah, I mean, that was like, ooh, that was like a big devastation. You know, I was planning a wedding, and two weeks before my diagnosis, I had heard I had stage four. And I got to tell you, the one thing, even though I'm not married anymore, but the one thing when you hear you have stage four two weeks before getting married, that's huge. And, you know, and my husband, my ex-husband yeah. didn't run away. He said, you know, we're going to beat it. You're a fighter. And so in my mind, I was just like, I am beating this. I'm a fighter. I am not going to let this take me down, period. I kept telling myself that over and over and over again. I am a fighter. I am a winner. Literally. Wow. 
because I saw one of your videos, you said, I just prayed every day. Don't take me, Lord. Don't take me. I'm not ready to die. I got purpose and passion. I said, I love this girl. Look at her. (laughs) Yep, I had purpose and passion. Yes. That is exactly right. So were you raised that way to be outgoing and to be driven and passionate or is it something you found in yourself? Because I've talked to another um, lady a couple of weeks ago. She's really super successful financially and in her business and spiritually. But she said her parents were, um, you know, they had drug abuse in their home, had domestic violence um, with her grandparents, and she just did not have – her childhood did not match where she is today. So I was just trying to see, is that something where you that little girl where everybody knew, oh, she's going to be somebody. We just already know. <laughs> you know what it was? I mean, I was really, really close to my dad and my father, and seeing my father become so successful from nothing. I mean, my dad like lived with, I mean, cotton pit, You know, eight siblings in a in a two bedroom home. He wanted more, and he always taught me to get more, never settle. And I think that's what I did. I just never settled. So when you see your father come from nothing own his own construction company with, like, over 100 people working for him, you see success. He did it against the odds. Oh, wow. That is – that's very inspirational itself. That's a whole nother show to talk about, you know, somebody having nothing and then to build their own business and be successful and hire people because, you know, you can have a business that's just be yourself and be successful, but that you're providing opportunity for a hundred other people, that is huge. So I can see right. why that would inspire you. So how do you, as you know, I have this and I've heard other people say, you know, your family members, how do they respond to you and your success and or your failure? Because it's easy for people to accept when you fail. It's almost they're secretly wishing you to fail because then, you know, you're more like them. So how in your family, because I get that question asked, me a lot, so I'm asking you, how do they respond to you? Are they supportive? Are they, she thinks she's all this kind of thing? What's your your personal world like? You know, that's a good question. Uh, you know, thank God that my family is so supportive. They really are supportive in everything I do and learn, you know, even on Facebook, everyone, they're like, that's my cousin. She's doing great things. I support her. So it's good. <laughs> you know, we, 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 we have a family that is rooting for each other, you know, because my father was the pillar and always helping people, and I think it just now has trickled down to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's always, always helping people, and that's what I love about him. And so I have it, and I think it's, you know, my cousins are always rooting for me. I mean, believe me, they recommend me for jobs. You know, my cousin just said, look, hey, I'm planning a corporate event. They're always recommending me. I would love for you to speak at it, so I love that. So we constantly do this. That is amazing and and quite rare, I, I should tell you, because I ask people that question frequently. So my other question is, um, you already said that you are uplifting and, and motivating and transforming lives, and you're talking to these corporate professionals, um, these high-level C-suite people. Are you able to do that for your family and your friends? Can you remember somebody that you were able to really impact them, to push them into their purpose and passion? 
You know, I love that. Because it seems like, you know, they're close to you. They just, you know, they got their own thing going. They really, you don't really impact them that way other than they're happy for you. But have you personally helped someone like your friend or maybe someone in your family to push them into their destiny? It's a good question because when I'm around people, I want want to push them. I want people to be great. Mm -hmm. So when you're around me, you know. I want excellence, and you have to bring excellence. Like, I don't like it, – it, it's something about me, and maybe it's my father, too. I've learned this from him. Like, I, I don't accept mediocrity, so I don't want anybody in my life, from my boyfriend to my best friend to my sister, my play sisters, my cousins, everything. Like, I want you to live your best life. So it, it dawns on me if you're not, if you're playing small. So I push my friends, and they love it. Look, they hate it at first, but then in the end, they love it. <laughs> So are there times where you're not feeling your best, where you're doing a comparison? Maybe not now. Maybe you really have figured that thing all out. Um, Are there times when you are, your self-talk is not as positive for yourself? And if so, how do you how do you handle that? Because again, I'm I'm projecting questions that people ask me all the time because they're like, Lori, you have it all together. You're so exciting, and you just you know you just own the room when you walk in there. But I have days when I'm like, girl, why did you wear that dress? That really is not your best color today. So <laughs> I just want them to understand. I have those moments too. Do you have those moments, mm-hmm. or you're always on? No, 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 no. Of course I have those moments. I mean, look, we're human, right? I mean, you know, my brother died and I was devastated. So it's like, you know, I'm human like everyone else, you know, and we have these moments. You have to, I always try to reset. I I, I try to pray in the morning and um, meditate. I try to get my time with myself. You know what I mean? Just to, just to have a moment by myself. I try to do those things. So I can feel now, good. See, that's a rarity to be by yourself and have that moment. For me, I never am by myself, seems like, unless I'm in the car sometimes. And then somebody's either coming to get me or I'm going to get somebody to go somewhere. So people don't understand. Yeah. It's a cost. So your life, when you commit fully to being this energetic burst of energy for everybody, it costs. Yeah. Like the Bible says, to whom much is given, much is expected and required. So what do you do for your me time, Bershawn? What do you do? to take care of you. You know, that's that's a great thing. I take bubble baths. In the morning, I um, write in my journal. I just go into another room. I um, do my exercises, breathing, meditation. I try to do that every morning just to have time for myself. No one else but myself. And write in my journal. Awesome. Uh, read the Bible. I try to do all of these things for myself, like literally, because it's so important. Because you can't be on all the time. No, you really no one can. Yeah, I like you that really honesty cannot. and that transparency. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what's next you, for you? Are you what? Are you? What's your big bucket <laughs> list of things that you want to accomplish now? No, I love this the big bucket list. Um, so I yeah. can tell you, I am. Um, you know, I'm really, really psyched about my podcast. I real buckle up with Versailles. You know, everyone can find mm-hmm. it on. Apples and iTunes and Spotify and things like that. You know, it's exciting for me because I'm getting great guests. Uh, we have Tina Knowles coming um, next Monday. So um, we just I, I just want to spread the love. Like, I want people to understand that I started this podcast because people, <clears throat> the questions you're asking me 
how did you do it? How, how, how can we get here? People don't know. And I wanted to give them a way where they can feel motivated and they don't, and, and that they're not alone. So that's what this podcast was for. Like, look, you're not alone. People have struggles. People get it wrong. People don't always know what to do. You know what I mean? Listening to this person mm-hmm. who's made it. Listen to their journey. That's what this is about. Awesome. So, so how often do you is your podcast air? I know once you air it, it it's, it's available twenty four seven. No, it's every other Monday. But you know, with podcasts, you can hear them anytime. But we 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 have a right. new one biweekly. Okay. Awesome. So what what and, about um, what else is we have you a done that now? Okay. What did you say? No, that's what I was asking. What's next? What else? Because you've already got that. That's off the bucket list now because you're doing that. So you have a book yes. coming out. What, tell us about the book. Unstoppable Warrior Women. I'm, I'm doing this with amazing women who are unstoppable sharing their stories. I want to share women's stories <laughs> and their trials and tribulations. Awesome. So what about uh, producing and directing for TV or having your own uh, vision Look, of a show? So, you know, I'm also doing. a writer. So I'm also a writer, mm-hmm. I'm a script writer. So letting that come and producing my own uh, movies. Yes. You know me, I go big or go home. Yes. <laughs> right? Oh, my goodness. I cannot believe our 30 minutes have come and gone already. That is so crazy. Um, so any oh parting words, words of encouragement, um, I know we can find you everywhere. She has a social media platform footprint that is really magnificent, so you can find her everywhere. She's easy to find. So what what do you want to yeah, tell us? Yeah, and so my, my social media can, all is. How can we support? Oh, I love it. So, you know, Twitter, Instagram is Brashawn Shaw, B-E-R-S-H-A-N-S-H-A-W. Um, that's Instagram, Twitter, my Facebook is Bershawn, you know, um, please. And also go to Bershawn, B-E-R-S-H-A-N, uh, dot com for the month of November. We're giving 15 minute, uh, free sessions to get, you know, business coaching because I'm always about giving back and being grateful. So wanted to be grateful. Mm-hmm. So you can go to Bershawn.com, but a lot of stuff is coming up as you see a book, a, the new the podcast the everything we have a, a women's movement unstoppable warrior women we're we're on a roll so we got a lot of stuff coming up that is awesome. so where are you headquartered are you still in Manhattan so I'm in New York and DC yeah okay awesome awesome okay mm-hmm. well any mm-hmm. words of encouragement closing out you know just just it can sound cliche. But whatever you're going through, push through to the other side. You know, we give up too early. Let me tell you, it's the test. Whatever you're going through, it's the test. Push through to the other side. Push through through the other side. And I love that because I always say it's always too soon to quit. And mm-hmm. then you'll live with yep. regret because you'll be like, what if I had? And who wants to live with that kind of regret? And I love how you say, you know, it's okay to fail. You're proud of your failures because – um, my parents were the kind of people that said, and they didn't coin it like that somebody else did, but this is how they raised us. I want you to sell your way to success. They were just telling us yeah. to try it, but did you try? Well, it won't work, but did you try? Because my dad mm-hmm. would say this, and, and, you know, nothing beats a failure but a try. 
And it's almost, you know, corny, but it is so true. Nothing beats a failure but a try. And that way you don't really fail. You just try it and find a different way that will work or won't work. So I know the moon and the stars in the sky is not the limit for you, ladies. You're going to exceed all of that. (laughs) You'll be going to to another atmosphere with your success, and you're going to be taking other people with you. So I commend you for that. I salute you for that. And I'm a phone call away if anything I could ever do for you, with you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, maybe we should collab. But anyway, you'll have to come back on and keep us updated. I thank you for your time. Oh, thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. And thank you for having me, beautiful. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely do this again. Um, I appreciate you. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And everybody, thank you guys so much for listening. Sorry I didn't take phone calls, but we got started late, and I didn't want to interrupt her flow. But she'll be back again, so you'll get to talk to Bershawn Shaw. You can look her up and find her, show her some love and support. And in closing, as always, think positive, dream big dreams, help someone along the way, and we'll see you guys very soon on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye.